Welcome and thanks for joining Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan. Let's pray. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, Every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. When my daughter Aspen was in grade 7, she was the victim of bullying. It wasn't the size of her nose or a complete lack of clothing style wasn't because she was socially awkward. In essence, she's very different from her father. The reason she was bullied was because she was and is a devout Catholic, because she would stand up to woke ideologies preached in her classes. She would defend Orthodox teaching and hold her teachers accountable for how they taught the faith. St. Joseph may be the terror of demons, but the deacon's daughter was the terror of religious teachers. What made this heartbreaking was that she went to a Catholic school. My daughter was bullied for being Catholic in a Catholic school, and it was hard on her. It was really hard, and I, I know I felt helpless as a dad. What was I supposed to say? Hide your faith? Compromise the very essence of your being. I was so proud of her, yet it was so hard to watch my 12-year-old suffer. When she started grade 8, Anna and I noticed a significant change in her behavior. She started acting out. She started hanging out with the wrong crowd. It was a complete 180-degree change from where she was the year before. And when we had our come to Jesus meeting with her, she broke down and she cried and cried and cried and eventually communicated to us that she was simply tired. She was tired of 
being countercultural. She was tired of always fighting, tired of the lack of acceptance. At 12 years of age, she felt this tremendous stress of being a disciple of Christ. I understand that. It's hard to be a disciple of Christ. Even if we insulate ourselves from the the challenges of the world, just the day-to-day struggles that we deal with internally, our struggle against concupiscence, our striving to turn away from the things in this world that we constantly turn into idols, striving for detachment, striving for a better prayer life, striving to love with agape love, it, it can just be really hard. Or, being here amongst all of you at UD, maybe all of my education in sacramental grace, maybe despite all of that, I'm just simply a bad disciple of Christ. And y'all are sitting here going, I have no idea what you're talking about, Deke. For those here that, that do experience those challenges with following Jesus, when we read our gospel today expecting consolation, we don't get a lot. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Those are not the words that somebody struggling wants to hear. And how do we reconcile that with what St. Paul told us? Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. I don't know about you, but I like those words a lot better. But the challenging words, those were from Jesus himself. I can't ignore them, but they seem so bleak. They seem so unattainable. They seem that way until we do a more deeper reading. There we can find that hating our father and mother and all the other family relatives is a Semitic idiom. It's it's using hyperbole rather than telling us to hate all of those. Jesus is telling us that we need to love him more than anyone else. He's not telling us that we need to give up our possessions, that we need to strip down to our loincloths and run off into the desert, and that's the only way to find and follow him. But he's telling us to renounce our attachment to the things of the world. And even carrying our cross has a deeper meaning. In some ways, our contemporary usage of this has impoverished its meaning. We use the word almost flippantly. We use it casually, just offer it up. When you get to be 45 years of age and you wake up in the morning and it hurts to tie your shoes, you go, well, this is just the cross that I have to carry. And others can go to the far other side of the spectrum They can actively seek out mortification. They can hurt themselves in in denial. They can exalt in their pain just simply to exalt in that pain. And even 
what we contemporarily understand is sometimes challenged. St. J.P. too, one of the greats, the great, says that principally carrying our crosses doesn't mean enduring patiently the great and small tribulations of life. That's kind of how I, I thought it was interpreted. That's, he just took away my principal understanding of carrying the cross. So if we're to renounce worldly things, if we're to love God more than anything else, then what is this cross we're to carry? And Pope Francis, well, he echoed the words of St. John Paul too when he told us that to carry our cross is to, is to follow Jesus in his vulnerability. It's to follow Jesus in his condescension. It's, it's to follow Jesus in that radical self-emptying. To carry our crosses is an action that we must initiate freely. It's one that we must seek out. It's not simply a burden that we bear if one comes along. But freed of our attachment to worldly things and loving God first and foremost, what lies in the middle is that cross, that sign of love, that sign of total self-giving. And this is what we're asked to carry in the world today, and not just carry, but this is what we're asked to embrace after our Come to Jesus meeting with Aspen, she, she did another 180-degree turn. At 12 years of age, she, she picked up her cross. And she didn't just pick it up as a cross going, okay, I guess if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to suffer all of these things. I just have to offer it up. But she rather made a choice to go back to school and accept her vulnerability as a disciple of Christ, to accept her smallness and her weakness, and then to find her strength in Jesus Christ. She moved from ego, her own strength, rather to her weaknesses, allowing Christ to become more in her. She simply placed her trust in God and I think she's doing very well today. And so while I follow, while I struggle to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, well, some days for me, at 45 years of age, the weight feels so heavy despite all of the sacramental grace that I have. I can at least look and be inspired by the footsteps of my very own daughter. Thanks once again for taking the time to join Deacon Ryan the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray, and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan.